Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Unscripted Podcast. It's your boy, Jake the Snake, and I am usually joined by my boy, Z-Dub, and Barnacle. Uh, but today I am all by myself doing this thing El Solo. A lot of interesting things going on this week. I know some people, we talked about the podcast earlier, are either playing week two of their championship or maybe they're entering their championship right now. Um, and there's a lot of teams that are saying that they're going to sit players. A lot of teams are saying that they might have some players play one half or maybe they'll play until the score gets out of hand, which there's no way of telling whether or not that will actually happen or at what point they decide that out of hand really means that the score will be, you know, a, a big enough margin, I guess, of of seeming victory that they would take out their starters and put in backup guys. Um, so good news is, though, there are a couple of teams that are vying for playoff berths, and you should really look into playing those guys. Uh, if you have any Panthers, they're looking for a buy. If you have any Falcons, they're looking to secure their playoff spot. If you have any Seahawks, you should play those guys as well. And then over in the AFC, if you have any Chargers, any Bills, or any Ravens, all those guys that you that you are really counting on, I would go ahead and play, um, even if they may not be the big-name guys, because A, you don't want to take somebody over someone who may not, again, play the whole game or even play any part of the game. I know, for example, Sean McVay said that a lot of the Ram starters will sit, including Todd Gurley, including Jared Goff, and a couple of their important defensive players. Um, so quick tidbit there, look for the 49ers to win that game. We'll see what happens, but so far Jimmy G is showing he's the truth. Uh, but yeah, any one of those six teams that you've got, if you got guys playing, even if they're not top-tier guys, they're trying to, to prove themselves and they're trying to win a game for a reason, for a purpose. They have a lot on the line, uh, some more than others, but they all have something on the line they'll be playing towards, so you can count on them being there the whole time. So today's podcast is the Question Quarry podcast, and so what we do is we ask our listeners and followers to tweet us uh, using the hashtag Question Quarry, or DM us questions that they have, and uh, we will answer them here and give them a shout out so we have two questions tonight on our first one and hopefully by next week we'll amount to some more questions uh the first one comes from at the underscore real underscore fad on twitter and he asked this question on sunday night uh seemingly after he had lost his championship do y'all have a rehab center for losing in the championship game to which i responded we sure do it's called once we find a way to record phone calls, we will have y'all call into the podcast. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, we do want you guys to continue to interact with us. We love talking to you guys. Um, I know we have it in our profile headers uh, that we do respond to everybody. We really do. We like talking to you guys. Um, it's me and ZW and Barnacle, all three of us that run the accounts. So we're always checking up, seeing what's going on and trying to get some feedback for you guys and give you guys some answers for all your questions. Um, sorry to those of you who lost in your championship and uh, a early sorry here for people who may be losing in week 17. Uh, if you are going to lose, um, we don't have a rehab center. We're not that kind of account, 
but we'll be happy to talk to you and listen to you complain and say, oh, sorry, man. Well, that sucks. Better luck next year. Uh, but what I'll say, what, what Zeta and Barnacle won't say is don't suck next time. And you should start listening to us right now. And maybe by this time next year, you'll have won your championship. There you go. And our second question is a little bit more loaded. So this will be the majority of the rest of the podcast today. Uh, this comes from at Matt Cook on Twitter. And the second O in Cook is actually a letter or a number zero. So Matt C-O-0-K, Matt Cook on Twitter. He says, what big names do you avoid next season in drafts? And I thought this was a very deep question. And I know a lot of people are having this question already, even though we just finished the season. Uh, but I kind of wanted to jump in and, and talk about a couple guys. Um, so I have five guys here that were taken high in this year's draft that I don't think should be taken high in next year's draft. Or maybe guys that have performed really well that may not have been taken high in this draft that uh, I think you should avoid high in next season's draft. If they fall down into the middle rounds, four, five, six, seven, you can nab them. But I don't think that they should be going in one, two, three. Uh, and then I got another four guys that I think went in rounds one, two, and three in most leagues that didn't have great seasons, but I think you should keep them there. I think they should still be drafted high. Their ADP should not fall because of their season, um, but that they should stay where they are because of who they are, the offense they play in, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll go ahead and dive in. Um, the first two guys that you should not draft high – I know we talked about it before this year's draft even started. DeMarco Murray. I have not been high on DeMarco Murray at all this season. I know a lot of people have, and it's very sad. It is very sad that you depend on somebody like DeMarco Murray for your fantasy team after all that he's put up, which is a bunch of nothing, pretty much all year round. And the other guy is Jay Ajayi. kind of feel like that with him, too. Um... I know he had a, some decent games in 2016 when Arian Foster retired about a quarter of the way through the season. He took over as a lead back, um, did okay, drafted really high this year, and didn't perform very well, got traded, still didn't perform very well. Uh, don't look for him to be the star back in Philly. I mean, he may be, but don't look for him to be a star back. Don't look for him to be a top 12 or top 14, whatever, however many teams you play in your league, he should not be in that top tier. Again, if a guy like Jay Ajayi or DeMarco Murray falls to the 4th, 5th, 6th rounds, you can pick them there. I just don't think they're worth spending a 1st, 2nd, or 3rd round pick. This is all I'm just talking about 1st, 2nd, and 3rd round. Uh, next guy on the list is Amari Cooper. And this is a problem that a lot of people saw this year. Uh, even after it's been proven that he is not the best receiver on that team. Michael Crabtree gets more targets, he gets more receptions, he has more yards. more. Uh, he may have less touchdowns, but he has more yards and more receptions on like a three-year span than Amari Cooper, or two-year span. Uh, and Amari Cooper still continues to get drafted three or four rounds higher than Michael Crabtree. Um, avoid Amari Cooper high in your draft. He does not need to be drafted in the second round, third round. He needs to fall. Down, down, down. Uh, the fourth guy I have is Des Bryant. He's also a guy that's very highly touted because he plays in a pretty prolific offense in Dallas. And 
this year has proven that he really doesn't belong in that conversation anymore. He may have once been a great receiver, but I think those days are long gone. I think we have seen the last of Des Bryant being a top 10 receiver or maybe even a top 20 receiver. With receivers, it's, it's kind of easy to be in the top 20 because numbers, I'd say one through five, are pretty unbelievable, like A.B. and Hopkins, Julio, OBJ, if he's not hurt. You know, those guys are top five. Filling out the top ten are other pretty good receivers, like Adam Thielen, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I just, even with even with the, the limited amount, and there's so many wide receivers, I don't know why you want to choose somebody like that in your high rounds. Go for a running back in the high rounds. If I mean, I know you probably got one. Maybe you started with Todd Gurley or David Johnson. Round two rolls around, and you say, oh, look, there's Des Bryant. Don't pull the trigger on Des Bryant. I think he's well past his prime. I think he's done being a good receiver in the, in the NFL. Uh, and the last guy on my list was, actually, I don't think he was even drafted in our league's draft, uh, but he may have been drafted in some other leagues in the middle rounds. And based on the season he had this year, could be drafted in the top three rounds next year. And I think he should not be drafted there. And this may come as a surprise to some people, but this is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara had one of the greatest years for a rookie running back pretty much of all time. Probably top ten rookie running back of all time. And not just counting rushing, also counting receiving. I'm talking total touches, total yards, total touchdowns. Because he did about half and half. He had most of his damage was split through the air and through the ground. So it was pretty much even all the way through. Touchdown, same thing, kind of half and half. He's a guy that could jump way up into possibly the second round. I don't think Alvin Kamara needs to go in the second round. I think he's a guy, and I've said this before, if he and Mark Ingram were both not in the backfield, if it was... If it was Alvin Kamara's backfield by himself and he had whoever was his backup, you know, it really doesn't matter, guy 40 through 50 on the running back depth chart, um, he would not be the same Alvin Kamara without Mark Ingram. I think they complement each other. Their change of pace really helps them benefit. Uh, Mark Ingram being a bigger back, able to get a bulk of carries. Uh, Alvin Kamara helps create some space because they know he's a quick guy. He's pretty elusive, but he's also real little. If he's your only running back, I don't know if he's going to be the man. So keep an eye on what happens in the offseason with Ingram and Kamara. I don't think that they will both be back in New Orleans. I could be mistaken, but there's my bold prediction about New Orleans is I do not think that they will both be back. And now that I've covered those guys that I think shouldn't be drafted in the top three rounds, here's some guys that I think went in the top three and should still be drafted in the top three rounds. The first guy being Mike Evans. Mike Evans was drafted pretty high, first rounds in some drafts. I think simply for the fact that he was a pretty big wide receiver that could go up and get the ball. Um, didn't have a great year. Some games he was held to two, three catches. But I think that changes a little bit. It's another year in the league for Jameis. He's got a little bit more under his belt. The backfield was really unstable all year long. They had guys in and out. Doug Martin's suspension didn't help. 
Jaquiz Rogers started as the as the main back. He went down. Chris Sims was in there for a little bit. Doug Martin came back. And now Peyton Barber is leading the backfield. If they had some clarity in the backfield, I think that helps their receiving game. And what I mean by that is when you can establish the run, you open up things like play action, you open up the box a little bit, so then they start they start pulling in, or actually, actually you close off the box a little bit. So they start pulling in some linebackers. Maybe they, um, instead of playing nickel, they start playing more traditional, either 3-4 or 4-3, whatever the defense they're playing against. Uh, and that opens up some outside lanes for Mike Evans. And he's probably going to get double covered a lot because that's just the kind of guy he is. Um, but I think he bounces back. I think he's too good of a receiver. He's too big. He's kind of a mismatch for everybody he plays. Um, the next guy on the list is Golden Tate. And I, I put him in here really because I believe in Golden Tate more than I think he's going to do well. Um, so he may not do well next year. I just like Golden Tate as a receiver. I think he's a pretty decent pass catcher. He's pretty fast. He's pretty good route runner. He's kind of he's kind of like I don't know. You'd say top ten uh, in all of those, but not inside the top ten. So he might be number ten at receiving, and he might be number nine at speed, and he might be number eleven at route running. You know, he's just right there on the edge. Um, and this year, I think was a big fluke for him. I don't think that really showed all he could do. Um, Jordy Nelson obviously needs to stay up there because when Aaron Rodgers is in the game, Jordy Nelson is Jordy Nelson. When Aaron Rodgers isn't there, he's not. It's as simple as that. So bank on Aaron being healthy back for week one of next year and Jordy Nelson being a staple in your team if you get a chance to draft him in the first two rounds or three. If he falls to round three, something's wrong with your team's draft or whatever. Or you've only got four guys playing or something like that. Um, next guy here is Brandon Cooks. Now, he had a pretty decent season, um, but he also had some booms and some busts. So, overall, it looks like he had a decent year because I think he's top 15 as a wide receiver. But he had some 30-point games, and then he had some 3-point games. With Brandon Cooks, I think it's just that adjustment season in an offense that he's brand new to that team. And it just took a little bit of time. Plus, Tom Brady likes to spread the ball around. He really does. He usually completes passes to like eight different receivers every game. It always happens. If you look down the box score, you've got like the second and third string fullback that have a reception for some odd reason. It just happens. Um, Tom Brady likes to spread the ball around. That's part of their offense. And why they can continue to be so good is he doesn't just look at one or two guys. Obviously, he looks at Gronk a lot. But Gronk is a mismatch no matter who he plays because it's either... It's either a dime corner, which people usually don't do that, or they put their best cover linebacker on him, which is still kind of a mismatch because Gronk is like 6'7". So he's going to be taller than all the linebackers. Um, but again, Brandon Cooks, I think if he was in your top three, should still be in your top three rounds. If he falls out of that, snatch him up. Brandon Cooks is a guy you want. He's a speedy guy. It's kind of like Tyreek Hill. Um, and the last guy here... Escaped a lot of people's minds because he got hurt in the preseason. Sat out a game or two, played through it, and then he was done for the year. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham still deserves to be a first-round pick in my in my mind. Now, what happens at the quarterback position in New York? I don't think that matters because of who Odell Beckham is. I think no matter – it could be Davis Webb. 
they could draft somebody this year. They got a pretty bad record. Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, somebody like that, Josh Rosen. Or they go out and trade for or maybe they sign Kirk Cousins as a free agent if if they don't if Washington decides not to give him a, a contract, if they want to franchise him for a fourth year in a row, which wouldn't make any sense at all. But I think Odell Beckham still deserves to be a first-round talent, uh, assuming you're not playing a dynasty league. If you are and somebody had him on his IR all year and they decided to keep him, uh, then sorry for you. But if you do a redraft league where you just pick all new players every year, Odell Beckham still deserves to be in the first round. So those are my takes on our two questions. And I thank you guys very much for tuning in and listening. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Unscript and Instagram is Fantasy Unscripted. You will find our podcasts on our website, fantasyunscripted.wordpress.com. We are also on iTunes. Just search Fantasy Unscripted Podcast and soon to be on Spotify and Google Play. And we'll see what else happens from there. So you guys have a great rest of your Friday, and we will talk to you again soon. Adios, amigos.